Hey, welcome back. I'm your host, Robin, and you are now listening to my podcast, Broken, Strength Under Control. Did you know that you have been called to be a light in this dark world that we live in? Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Amen. You know, um, this month is Women's History Month. And I did not realize it until the other day. So when I thought about what I was going to talk about today, I just kind of tied it all in together. And I'm just so excited to bring this to you today because it just seems like either I go through it before I bring it or I go through it right after I deliver it. And so I don't know how many of y'all are like that, but when I tell you, it is so funny because for the last couple of days, God have been confirming what I'm about to talk about. He's been confirming it for the last couple of days and even just moments before coming on to do this. He confirmed that this is what I'm supposed to talk about. So, you know, um, again, it's Women's Month and I'm just going to kick it off. Um, it's so interesting because I'm doing a lineup throughout the entire month. And I think I'm going to actually do two lives a week, probably Tuesday and Sunday, because I want to showcase some phenomenal women who are very positive. I've just, and they've been a blessing in my life, uh, whether it has been via social media, uh, whether it's people that I've known from my past, but I just want to showcase women. And I feel like we should love on one another, period. We should not be tearing each other down. We should not be talking about each other. We should not be trying to get one up on each other. We really should be helping to build our sisters, period. I don't care what color they are. I don't care what background they come from. We should be loving on one another as women. Women should be loving on other women, pushing them, challenging them to be the best version of who they are. And so this month, I'm going to take an opportunity just to do that, to challenge some phenomenal women, allow them to challenge me but also just give them an opportunity for somebody else to be blessed with whatever they have um, to say, to give, whatever it is, just as they have blessed me. So now I'm just going to go ahead on. And so tonight my topic is I am enough. And when I wrote that down, I wrote it down some time ago because I knew it would be a topic that I want, I wanted to talk about and that I would talk about, just didn't know when I was going to talk about it. And so I'm going to give a couple scriptures first. Um, Psalms 139, 13 through 16, which it should be familiar to you. Hey, Angie. Hey, Karen. Thank y'all for joining um, for you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. That's my starting scripture. And when I began to do like research, because I tell y'all all the time I'm the Google queen. So when I started to Google scripture for this, this was the scripture that, hey, Alveda. Um, this is a scripture that came to mind when I thought about this. So now I'm going to ask some questions. Have you ever felt like you were not enough? 
Like you could never do enough to be enough. No matter what you did, it seems like it would never be enough. Are you constantly feeling like you are in a competition with yourself, with others, etc.? Are you always feeling like you're needy? That was me. Sometimes I still feel like I'm needy. Truth be told. The feeling of not being worthy. Always having self-doubt or questioning your capabilities. I'm sure we all can relate to that. Um, no matter what season we are in our life. And to be truthful with you, I think I deal with that on a daily basis. Truth be told. And so not feeling appreciated or wanted sent me to a place of being suicidal. A place that I thought I would never get out of it because I needed validation from things and people. So some years back, it just seemed like I had the weight of the world on my shoulders and there wasn't anything that anybody could do or say that made me feel better about me. And this sent me into a downward spiral. And before I knew it, I didn't even realize how depressed I was until I had the thought of taking my own life. And I have to honestly tell you, I was at a point where I didn't know if I was ever going to be able to come back from that. It was such a dark place. It was a lonely place. And I kept thinking to myself, well, why would it matter if I still if I still lived? Why would it matter if I was still here? Who would care if I, I was gone anyway? And in a flash, not seeing my life flash before me, but God showed me my children's lives flash before me. And they sh he showed me them as adults standing over my casket. And he said to me in that vision, in that flash that he showed me, he said, now who going to take care of them the way that you would take care of them? And I just, and I knew then that I had to begin to fight for my life. So I did. I checked myself into the hospital. Was on a psychiatric ward for almost two weeks. They was feeding me meds. Of course, you know, you had to participate in stuff if you wanted to get out of the hospital. The longer I avoided not participating in stuff, the longer I stayed in the hospital. So I started participating in stuff that I would never even participate in because I was ready to go home. Um, but even in that place, so that scripture about wherever you make your bed at, that's where I'll be. That's a true scripture all day, every day, because even in the psychiatric, well, on the psychiatric ward in the hospital, God was still with me. And even though I didn't want to talk to God, even though I wasn't trying to hear from God, he still was with me. And just to show you how he will be with you wherever you are, the nurse that I had when I first got on the floor, her name was Grace. I said, okay, Lord, I hear you, but whatever. I ain't trying to, Grace, whatever. And then when I moved to the different side of the psychiatric ward, got over there, my nurse name was grace <laughs> i said okay lord you know you real funny right now but i still can't hear you why because i didn't feel valued i didn't feel like anyone appreciated me and i was just tired i was tired of life i was tired of everything and everyone and that's what happens when you are seeking the validation of things and people and not the validation from God. And so when I tell you like for real, for real, that was a hard place. And I promise y'all, I never want to go back to that place again. 
and I haven't looked back ever since. And so when God brought me through that place, I told the devil then, you didn't take me out when you had a chance. And since you didn't kill me when you had a chance to kill me, bet it's on because every day I get up and before my feet touch the floor, it's going to be about putting my foot on your neck. And so I haven't looked back. I haven't been on nobody's couch. I haven't been on no medication. I haven't been I haven't had no suicidal thoughts. And trust me, life has happened since God brought me through this. And the enemy kept trying to get me back in that place. And I just said, "Mm -mm, not today. Today ain't going to be that kind of day. And I don't care what I got going on. And so when you don't feel like you're enough, when you feel like, you need the approval of man and you're looking for man to validate you you go through a whirlwind of emotions and all kinds of things and so you know again like i said this today has been even hours before confirmation of just different things that god has been for this topic confirmation today you know that we were the creation that God took his time to make. So think about this. Every time we try to get something fixed, it's like telling our creator he didn't do enough. So I get it. You know, we want to fix ourselves on the outside and to be truthful with y'all I'm guilty I did certain things because I felt like that made me who I am and it's not true and I said oh okay well you know again I asked God to fix what was on the inside so that what was on the inside will begin to match what's on the outside. So I went through different procedures to fix the outside, but I really need to go through different procedures to fix the inside. And so again, you know, I'm not knocking anyone because there are several things that I've done for myself that was cosmetic because I wanted to feel better about what I looked like on the outside and how people saw me. But it really didn't even matter at that point because that was the wrong motives in the first place. So when you got the wrong motive, I mean, your heart is not right. And God is looking at what's on the inside. He ain't looking at the outside. Thank you, Jesus. Because what's interesting even about that, so all those procedures and different things that I call myself doing to fix the outside, I'm struggling with where I am at right now. And this is me being real transparent. I'm telling y'all all all my business right now. (laughs) So... When I tell you that I'm struggling with my weight right now, I'm struggling with that outside component that I worked hard so that I could do what I felt like I needed to do to fix that. But like I said, again, every time we try to fix something, I don't care what it is in our life. It's almost like you're telling the one who created you, you ain't did enough. I said, okay. And that was like, whew, that was a gut punch for me. Because I had to sit back and look at all the different things that I did. Trying to fix stuff that I needed him to fix. I couldn't fix that. 
Um, every time we allow someone to make us feel like or think like we need to do more in order for them to love us or be around us, it's like telling our creator Jesus's death was not relevant. It's like crucifying him all over again for the things he already died for. And let me just tell y'all, this is my favorite one right here. Um, my favorite one is when you stop doing what other people think that you should do, when you stop being, stop saying, um, thinking how they think you should do, that's when they start throwing stuff at you like, oh, you call yourself a Christian. <laughs> Let me just tell y'all how many times I let that phrase wear me out. It caused me to question who I was and where God had me. And when I tell you that it caused me to question my salvation, it caused me to question my relationship with the Lord, it just caused me to feel like I wasn't worthy of God loving me. I wasn't worthy of anybody else loving me. I wasn't worthy of loving myself. I didn't love myself. And I've sat back a lot of times and allowed that to beat me up day in and day out. So when your no ends their niceness, that's a revelation of their character. So letting you see who you're dealing with. And it took me a long time to see that no matter what I did or did not do, what, no matter what I said or didn't say, I'm still saved, sanctified, baptized, speaking in tongues, Holy Ghost filled. That don't change that. Now, because it don't go along with your program, it don't make me any less saved. I am still who God says I am and who he has called me to be, regardless to what I do or don't do for you. And so it just it, it really when I tell you it took me a moment to learn how to not allow that phrase to shift and take me some other place. It took me a moment. And it's usually the folks that's close to you. That will that will that will say it. It's usually the ones that have you under a microscope looking at every little thing that you do, every little thing that you say, because they're looking for a reason to say, I I knew she wasn't saved. She's talking about she Christian. Heard that too. And that came from people who told me they love me. They had my back. Yeah, okay. I'll wait for it. Uh, let me go on. Every time you give God your yes, you expose the enemy's lies. And so every time we say yes to where he wants us to go, every time we say yes to what he wants us to do, Every time we say yes to whatever assignment that he has called us to or commissioned us to, we expose the enemy. Because if the enemy can trick you into saying no to what God has called you to, then he knows that you'll miss where God is trying to get you to. But just like Jonah, God always got a way of reeling you back in and putting you in the direction that he wanted you to go in so that you can go do what he told you to do. But you know, the thing I love most about the Lord is, is that he gives us a choice. We get to choose. So now if, even if you ain't willing to, oh, somebody else is willing to, but it's just so much easier to just go ahead and work with him. And follow his plan because he will cause everything, all things to work together.
for the good, your good. And so when I tell you that, yeah, when you say yes, it's beneficial because obedience is truly better than sacrifice. And so let me go on to the next one. God can't manifest his glory in your life if you're not willing to give him everything. Oh, and this is a sidebar. This free. This don't cost y'all nothing. Just like this podcast, it's free. Don't cost you nothing. He wants our mess and things we think we need to hide. So everything you think you need to hide from him, he want that. That's the stuff that he coming for. That's the stuff that he's looking for. He's looking for you to be transparent and naked and unashamed before him. Don't matter what the world don't see. That ain't none of their business anyway. So you should tell the world, stay in your lane and mind your business ministry. Because again, at the end of the day, As long as God approves of me, it doesn't matter who doesn't approve of me. And for years, y'all, here's another truth moment. I lived in condemnation. Now, ain't no way in the world you say that you are a new creation in Christ and live in condemnation. And truthfully speaking, I shared this with someone earlier in the conversation. It's only been in the last four to five years that I have been walking and learning how to live in his grace and his love. Because religion, you know, and not relationship. Religion will teach you that, well, if you do this. You're going to hell for it. Well, if you do that, going to hell for it. Every you don't know what you can and can't do. Because you've been conditioned in your thought process that, well, if I do this or if I say that, I'm going to hell for it. Where is repentance? Where is forgiveness? Where is asking God to forgive you for that and then believing that you are truly forgiven so that you don't stay in that? And I'm going to be real naked tonight. Okay, I was in a situation that I knew I wasn't supposed to be in. And because I was looking and seeking more self-gratification versus God doing everything else for years I didn't even take communion because I felt like if I took communion in that situation that I had myself in I I was afraid that you know I, I look I was gonna die go to hell just truthfully speaking and someone said to me Good friend of mine, she said, "Uh uh-uh. She said, that's when you should have been at the table. She said, you shouldn't have never been avoiding going to the table. You should have been going to the table. Because that's relationship. That's part of your relationship. Communion with him is part of your relationship. And he loves you. And there ain't nothing that you could do that will separate that love that he has for you and so when she told me that truthfully speaking I felt real stupid I know you're probably thinking she felt stupid yeah I did that's my truth and and my story and let me tell it um I felt stupid because it was all that time that I was living in condemnation That it kept me from going to the table and getting my healing and my deliverance from that situation. Because I was living in condemnation. 
Oh, anyway, let me just move on. Um, rejection can trigger things within you that will cause you to feel like you're not enough. Another sidebar that ain't going to cost y'all nothing. Forgiveness is the key. You have to forgive yourself. And it's a process. I heard a pastor say that. Said a lot of people don't understand that forgiveness is a process. I had to just sit there for a minute like, well, yo, that's good right there. Because it is a process. It's a process when you have to forgive yourself. It's a process when you need to forgive others. You don't just forget that stuff overnight. Don't happen that way. And the key to that process is God. And so every day when I ask him to forgive me. I tell him that I'm going to do the same for somebody else. Because I'm looking for him to do that for me. And so I can't ask for grace and mercy. But I don't want to give grace and mercy. Again, these are things that trigger. You or something in your life that causes you to feel like you're not enough. And you will never be enough. And I heard this today. This. This right here blew my mind back. The area that is hurting is not always the area that's broken. We are hurting in one area because we are weak in another area. I'm going to let y'all sit on that one. I said, whoa. So the reason why I felt like I was lacking in this area because I was weak in another area. I said, oh, oh, OK. Man. That right there in itself. Was some deliverance. Any question that I had about the lack thereof. Yeah, that that right there. Just answered that for me. And so. Spirit spirituality is the core to our life. So when we are spiritually weak. We can end up hurting relationally which impacts every other area of our life. So when your spirit is not being fed, that impacts every other area of life, causes you to feel some type of way because your spirit, your spirit man ain't been fed. And so now, that's when the enemy start talking to you because you done left some crack open. Some crevice, he done creeped on in and started talking. Now your thoughts is getting the best of you. And then every time somebody say something wrong, you and your feelings, some every time somebody do something that you're not in agreement with, you know, you be on the defense mode. And to be truthful with you, I don't own the rights of this, but don't come for me unless I send for it. <laughs> Trust me on that one. Trust me on that one. Okay. And so, and that's not being funny. That's being real. Don't hit me with that girl. Cause I'm going to side eye you back to let you know this ain't what you want right now. So I'm going to need you to keep it moving. Exit stage left quickly. Okay. So, you know, again, Spirituality is the core to our life. So spiritually, when you you're the this when your core is off, your discernment is off. So you don't have the ability to discern when Susie over here 
you know, she living her best life. You think y'all good? You think she's your friend? You think she got your back? Susie done went and broadcasted everything to y'all friends, your other friends, but you might have only shared that with Susie. Now she done told everybody else. It's got you feeling some kind of way. Can we say Judas? You knew Susie was a Judas when you let her in the group. So why do you be surprised when she do what she was on assignment to do? What's the difference in dating the same type of men? He might look different, but he's the same kind of man like the one that you had before him. Because you're looking for validation. You want to be loved. You want approval. That's just, I think that's a, a human normal thing. And God knew that when he gave us our emotions, when he gave us our feelings, he knew we would experience those types of things. But he's looking for us to come to him with that and not go to them with that them being the world because the world ain't gonna lead you anywhere but to a place where god gonna have to come back and pick you up out of anyway so might as well go to him that's your best option that's the only option that you really need right there go to the lord talk to him period because he knows what you need he knows how he made you and so at the end of the day, go to God. And this was the other thing. So, you know, when you are your best self, it improves other areas in your life. It improves the relationship with your children. It improves your marriage if you're married. It improves your, your relationships with your people that you work with. When your spirit man is where it's being fed and being nurtured and being cared for. You can operate as your best self. And it improves all the other areas in your life. So now, when you are blind and can't see, you begin to beg. <laughs> I'm going to let that one sit there with you too. So when you're blind, you can't see. So you begin to beg. What you're begging for? Attention, for love, for relationships. And as long as you listen to the wrong voices, you will always feel or think you are not enough. And in that, you settle for less than because you didn't think or believe you are enough or worthy so you begging for attention you begging for time you begging for love you begging for relationship you begging for friendship you just begging because you can't see why because your your core haven't been fed and you ain't living your best life you ain't being your best self right now because you can't see. So now, interestingly enough, right? So I attended a virtual women's conference on Saturday. And y'all, when I tell you that thing right there, was so freeing and liberating that there were some things that came out of it that I just had to write it down so I could use it for tonight. I borrowed it because it was so valid. It validated what God wanted me to talk about. It freed me in some areas. And so 
there was a a pastor on there and she said so many things that you have birthed when you leave those things buried buried that will impact others connected to you your children their children relationships etc there are some things that you inherited when you were born the residue of your parents and their parents when she said that i was like whoa so you came through the birth canal and that stuff was already on you when you came through now you dealing with that stuff the effects of mama and them and grandmama and them and great grandmama and them i said whoa hold on so but that impacts how you engage with your children how they engage with their children we call it generational curses but uh now well yeah it is generational but it don't have to be it can stop with you you do not have to do what mama and grandmama and them did you don't have to say the things that they said you don't have to live the way that they live and i'm sorry we can we can look at the children of israel when they was in egypt god was trying to get them out of egypt and when he did get them out of egypt he had to deliver egypt from them because they still had an egypt mentality so when they got out there in the wilderness he took them there because he there were some things he was trying to correct in them but they couldn't see it and the only thing they kept thinking about was why he bring us here it was like this when we was back there how many times have you done that i know i have go i go to a different time in my life and be like "Ooh, i missed that i missed that time sometimes that ain't good to go back is back there for a reason so she said the lord knows i passed the test and i was just like wow so god knew this for such a time as this he already knew what you were gonna have to deal with and so he ordained and orchestrated different connections in your life it's a part of the purpose where he's taking you don't nothing catch him off guard he ain't surprised and i just was when i tell you from this conference i was like floored because it was so awesome and amazing. I'm hoping that they share it, that they release it because y'all, when I tell you this thing right here, gonna release you in some areas, you ain't gonna have another choice but to just let it go and breathe, you know? Um, and I was just like, whoa so they had several speakers and one said and this was something that sat with me too um she said god is perfect in all his ways that means me too we created in his image and when he sees us he don't see all the issues he don't see all the flaws he see himself and everything he made was good so he made us and when he got finished 
he looked back at everything he made and said it was good so think about that every time someone tries to make you feel like you're less than Mm -mm. i'm made in his image and he's good so i'm good because he made me in his image and she said this too she said my story is his story so let him tell it i said now y'all you know uh when somebody can bring something like that i said whoa i said okay lord okay I'm gonna let you tell it because it is your business. I'm just a vessel and I'm a willing vessel. And so confirmation after confirmation up on top of confirmation today. Let me read y'all this scripture. This So before I do, before I get ready to go live or work on the podcast or whatever it is that I'm doing with the podcast, I always like to write in my journal and just have some time with the Lord um, when I'm done with work before the podcast, um, because that's just my time with him, you know, um, and I, I pray and whatever. And I'm writing in my journal and I hadn't even opened up my journal for this week yet, which I usually start on Monday. And this was talking about today and I had to just start laughing. But the scripture is first Peter three three through four your beauty should not come from outward adornment adornment such as elaborate hairstyles and the wearing of gold jewelry or fine clothes rather it should be that of your inner self the unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit which is of great worth in god's sight my reflect was talking about love and inner beauty i said okay I had to just chuckle to myself because that was yet another confirmation that he's looking at what's on the inside of us and not on the outside. So you could do all that stuff on the outside and it ain't going to mean a hill of beans. If your inside is all jacked up. So truthfully speaking, that's where you need to start. The inside, work your way from the inside out, not from the outside in, because that's not how God works. And that right there just helped me. And I say this to say everything that I have literally just shared tonight with you all about myself, literally. Those were the things that I went through because that's how I felt about myself. And daily, it is a, a, it's always a fight to ask God to cover my thoughts, to cover my views in the way that I see myself and to tell myself the things that he says. And Truthfully, I have struggled with that, it seems like, all my life. It seems like I was always trying to compete to show that I was the better per person in that equation or the better candidate for the job or whatever it was. I always felt like I had to be better than my counterpart and do more um and that's been my story all my life and i'm almost 50 and i'm like god is having to peel back layers just to get to who robin truly is who he truly created me to be he's peeling back layers upon layers and it has truly been a process, y'all. And so I got scriptures that are 
I mean, we quote them all the time. But when you quote them, really take the time out to just say it out loud, but then really look at what it's really saying. Philippians 4.13, everybody know it. I can do all things through Christ who strengthened me. Really take a moment to reflect on that scripture. And then see if the way that you're feeling about who you are and who he created you to be lines up with that. If it don't line up with that, then you need to tell the devil, not today. This ain't the time. This ain't what you want. Don't come for me. I ain't sent for you. Period. In that order. Jeremiah 31 and 3. I have loved you with an everlasting love. That's confirmation right there that you are enough because he loves you beyond your faults, your flaws, your issues, your mess. Newsflash, he loves that about you too. So he don't run like people do. Thank God for that. Because, you know, folks then already crucified you. They done nailed you to the cross. But then they say they care about you. And they're going to be there for you. They got your back. Yeah, okay. I'll wait for it. And that's real talk right there. So you have to begin to, even whatever it is that you need to do for yourself. Someone suggested to me, and I thought this was really good. She said, why don't you record your affirmations of who God said you are? And every time those negative thoughts try to enter in your thought process, why don't you play that recording? And she said, and don't come with some old, you know, weak approach. Come like you have like the authority that you've been given. And speak with that authority when you record it. And then play it back every time you feel like you have a question about who he said you are. And what he's created you to be and your purpose and his plan for your life. Play it back so you can hear you talking to you. And you're saying what he has said about you. So, yes, I tell you, I thought that was a good idea and I'm going to be working on that because you really should not have to look for people to affirm or validate who God has called you to be and who he has already said you are to him. Their validation and approval don't mean nothing. His approval. And you already got that because he sent his son to die for you. If that ain't validation, I don't know what else is. That's for me too. So now, I hope that this was something that you got something out of it. Um, I just appreciate everyone who jumped on. I see the comments um, in the chat. And truthfully speaking, when I tell you that um, I have just been in awe of God lately, I have truly been in awe because literally he has caused a whole lot of things in my life to work together in this season of my life. And so I want to encourage other women and the whole month, this month, that's exactly what I'm going to be doing. I'm going to be having people on and I'm going to allow them to be a blessing over the airways, this platform that God has given to me, I want them to bless any and everyone who comes on this platform. 
And so stay tuned because I'm going to do two podcasts a week and I'm going to have somebody different on each time. And we are going to encourage other women because that is what we should be doing. We should be encouraging other women. And so I know so many phenomenal women that are doing phenomenal things and I want them to be on this platform. And so when I tell y'all, I got some stuff that I'm lining up and some people that I am going to be reaching out to because that's what we should be doing for one another. And that is building and encouraging We should be leading the younger. We should be the example for the younger. And I have to honestly tell you that our daughters, their daughters, their friends, whomever, should be able to look to one of us as an example. No, we're not perfect. And we aren't always going to do the right things or make the right decisions or say the right things. But they could look at us and say, you know what? She missed the mark that day, but she got back up and she kept it going. She fixed herself up and kept on moving. And they should be able to see that. And so I'm going to do that this whole month for women. We we need to start breaking cycles. Because... It's too many of our young girls out here that don't have a clue about a whole lot of different things because their moms is too busy trying to act their age when they need to be moms. And grandmoms are not like my grandmother was. Most of them are younger than my grandmother was. And they still trying to live their best life. And they ain't really thinking about nobody else. So we should be an example for the younger generations that are coming up because even if we reach one, that one is going to go and share what they've learned with somebody else. And it should just be an impact that is made around the world. So we should encourage each other as women. We should love on each other as women. And we should be cheering other women on in their endeavors and what they're doing, especially if it's something positive, it's something good, it's something that's going to be life changing for somebody else. We should encourage one another in that. And so I just want to tell you, thank you for tuning in. Um, the podcast is on iHeartRadio. It's on TuneIn. It's actually it's on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and of course, Podbean. I'm so grateful for this platform, and I'm so grateful for the support and the love. I hope that you all got something out of this that you can take away and share it with somebody else. But I love you all.